Hey, this is Tim James, founder of ChemicalFreeBody.com and the host of the Health Hero Show podcast. I'm here today with SoFlow Vegans, and I'm very happy to be here on this show. Welcome to the SoFlow Vegans podcast. We bring you vegan experts from around the world to talk about health, the environment, animal advocacy, and spreading compassion. It's our passion to help you navigate the vegan lifestyle by listening to the experiences of vegan influencers, doctors, and experts. Thanks for listening. This is the SoFlow Vegans Podcast. And now your host, Sean Russell. And welcome to the SoFlow Vegans Podcast. I'm your host, Sean Russell. And on this episode, we have Tim James from chemicalfreebody.com joining us. Tim, thank you so much for being on the show. How are you doing? Sean, I'm doing amazing, my friend. All right. I'm guessing that you live in Southern Florida. That's right. That's right. So flow vegans. (laughs) Our goal makes South Florida a global hotspot for veganism, but more importantly, to provide knowledge and information to people, which is why you're on the show today. So thank you so much for your time. Yeah, man, I'm I'm excited to share. Actually, my whole vegan journey got started in West Palm Beach, Florida. <laughs> and that's a, per- woods, that's a perfect segue because that is the first <laughs> thing that we talk about. We talk about how you began your vegan journey, also known as our vegan origin story. So mm. walk us through that journey. What seeds were planted to get you to the point where you are today? Well, I guess I would be a vegan miracle then because just to tell my backstory, I actually grew up over in Eastern Oregon on a small cattle and hay farm. Like we had Hereford cattle, grass hay, alfalfa hay, and I was hunting and fishing a lot. So we hunted deer and elk and chuckers and pheasants and all that stuff. And it was just part of, you know, what you did. You know, we're kind of like products of our environment where we grow up and all that kind of stuff. And and I had a good time doing all that stuff. But, you know, I played at a baseball at a high level for 30 years. And then I was pretty healthy when I was younger. Didn't think much of it. But by age 37, man, I'd gained like 42 pounds. I had eczema on my knee and my elbows cracking and bleeding. It was very painful. Um, As a financial advisor, I couldn't even wear white shirts anymore because they would stain the shirts and ruin them. Um, My energy kept dropping. I was gaining one to three, four pounds a year. My mental fog started coming on. I started getting acid reflux, eating Tums and Rolaids like crazy. And I tried a bunch of stuff. I mean, I tried juicing, but I was doing a bunch of sugar. I didn't know. Didn't I tried, you know, low carb, high carb, high fat, low fat, high protein. I mean, I tried five meals. I was trying all kinds of stuff and some of it would kind of work, but it didn't long term and just felt myself deteriorating. I was actually kind of as an A type outgoing person. I felt like my world was my universe was like imploding or shrinking on me because I didn't want to take my shirt off at the beach, not because I was overweight because everybody else was, but because I was embarrassed of my skin, man, it's like, I looked like a salamander and it was just weird looking. Right. And then I had another skin issue on my shoulder. So I was like literally rotting from the inside out. I didn't know it. Doctors just wanted me to go on Prilosec and medications. And I remember literally reading one time that said one of the side effects is rectal bleeding. And I'm like, that's already one of my problems. Right. So for the, those of you listening, you can't see me. My shirt says love when you poop, because for me, pooping was a very painful process followed by blood for like two and a half years. So, you know, being a guy, I was just like head stuck in the sand. I, I, I tried changing things, but I just didn't know what I was doing. And finally on a vacation to Florida, it got really bad. I actually had to be life flighted basically to a hospital and um, I missed the one plane flight out of there. We were like in a place called Tumbe, south of Ecuador. 
beautiful beaches and just it was awesome and just my wife and my her dad were there and we were just chilling and we went out on a fishing trip and i was doubled over in pain and had to be i missed the one plane flight out of that place by 30 minutes so they had to drive me six hours man in the middle of the night down this bumpy road down the coastline of peru and every bump was like somebody punching me or stabbing me in the gut it was the most horrible experience i had in my life when i got there i was exhausted completely soaked from sweating my paper money was wet and my billfold that's how much i'd sweated and then they basically doped me up put me on a commercial plane flight and flew me into lima to her dad's hospital he ran a big clinic in lima and then they did surgery i mean saved my life you know those thank god that you know that's one thing where western medicine shines is because it was actually born out of crisis care like when people got shot or had shrapnel from bombs going off or something they pick fix people up and they saved my life and grateful for that and always will be but for long term and taking care of the chronic issues that i was dealing with completely clueless they just don't know what they're doing it's a broken system and all we have to do is look around and we can tell so and it's not the doctors and nurses faults it's just the systems broke right so then a buddy of mine got diagnosed with uh, chronic lymphocytic leukemia and he wanted to go and i thought he was going to die because I had a buddy of mine who had stomach cancer on my baseball team at age 40 and he passed away. My grandma had died of brain cancer and my aunt had died of melanoma, skin cancer and lung cancer. And so my whole experience first person was you get it and you're dead. My friend Charles, obviously he's with this supposedly incurable blood cancer and they said, there's nothing left we can do. Hopefully we'll come up with a cure before you die. And that wasn't good enough for him because he wanted to see his son graduate high school and, and go to father son weekend at Oregon state university and, and just live. So he found the Hippocrates Health Institute in West Palm Beach, Florida. Are you familiar with them? Oh, I'm definitely familiar. Okay, cool. So he's like, hey, I'm going to go to this place, and I want you to go with me. And I was like, dude, whatever you need, I'm in. So January 1st, 2011, we're flying to Hippocrates from Portland, Oregon. And on the plane flight there, and he breaks the news to me. He's like, oh, by the way, when we get there, there's no meat, there's no dairy, there's no salt, there's no sugar, there's no vinegar, there's nothing cooked over 115 degrees. And I was like, what? What do you mean there's no meat? Like, so I'm freaked out because I literally had been programmed as from a child that number one, you have to eat meat to have muscles and build strong body. And number two, it's part of being a man. You know, you got to go out and get your meat. So, and you know, we had cattle and I was hunting and fishing. So I'm just like freaked out. Like literally, if it wasn't for a really good friend of mine dying, there's no way I would have set foot in that place because I would have, we would have made fun of them, you know? Even vegetarians, like I didn't even really know what that was, but we teased people that were vegetarians back then, right? Even though they're eating like dairy and eggs, I had no clue. Vegans, I never even heard of that term. So we go there and day one, my acid reflux was gone, brother, just magically disappeared. And then I went through kind of a detox period, but thank God they had, I think it was on Tuesday or Wednesday, they had this class called internal awareness. And this doctor comes out and he's just like me he's jacked man he's got muscles all over the place and he's looking really good and healthy and it was actually his 50th birthday and he looked like he was 40 he looked about 10 years younger and, the, and that was kind of the interesting thing the people that have been working there 10 20 years have been on the lifestyle and doing it they looked about 10 20 years younger than the rest of the population just saying i mean that's what i saw with my own eyes there so i was still like how could this podunk place help people with cancer i mean they've got race for the cure and they've got you know all this money's being spent on um you know, the ribbons and, you know, cancer, all this. And we have our best minds and our best docs and everything on it. Like, how could this little podunk place help my buddy? I'm very skeptical. Okay. Mm -hmm. I, and so I got a notepad and I'm running around trying to take notes. And anyway, this doctor's, he just turned 50. And like I said, he looked like he was 40. 
And three and a half hour class basically taught you from the time you eat food, what happens throughout the gut until it exits the body. Wow. It was amazing. I'm like, wow, I wish I had learned this in school. I mean, I didn't, maybe I was, you know, throwing spitwads or something, wasn't paying attention, but it was like, wow, this is really interesting. But the takeaway from this class called internal awareness was that the average individual today has six to 12 pounds of impacted fecal material lining the colon. Mm. There's no way you can be healthy when you have all that nasty funk and gunk and junk harboring in there. Your colon is a waste removal system. It's not supposed to be a storage tank. But because of the lack of water that we're drinking today and the poor quality of water, the colon and the crappy foods we're eating, the colon dries out, basically. So, Because the first place your body goes for water is where? It's the colon. So if your brain needs water, your blood needs water, your lymphatic system needs water, it's going to go to the colon. So we actually basically have this colon that's supposed to be moist and it's, it's dried up and you got all this crap. So anyway, the stuff builds up. And then when you change the internal terrain there, in comes the bugs, the rats, right? It's the, the viruses, the bacteria, the molds, the yeast, the fungus, the parasites, the mutagens, the cancers. They love this low, you know, low oxygen, high acid environment. They thrive in it. So when you have all that gunk building up in your colon, you're setting up the perfect environment to harbor all these harmful organisms. And I learned that at that class. And he was trying to convince us, Sean, to do a colon hydrotherapy session. Are you familiar with that? Oh, I'm not. Okay, so colon hydrotherapy or a colonic is basically okay. where you sit on a tube rectally and water gently goes in and out of your colon for about an hour and it cleans all that crap out of there, like literally. And I remember Elbow and Charles and I'm like, look, dude, I came here to help you with your cancer deal, but there's no way I'm putting a tube up there and that ain't happening. Just telling you. <laughs> well, this doctor, he was very convincing, but there was no way I was going to do it, right? So he was smart though, dude. He brought out, then he had virtual colonoscopies, three people that were unhealthy and one person that had been on this Hippocrates healthy plant-based diet for like three years, right? Now, the first person was a 24-year-old female with Hashimoto's, a thyroid disorder, and thrush, which is a yeast infection. And inside of her colon, dude, it was like yellow and white and weird and nasty looking. Then they went to a 65-year-old male that had colon cancer and parasites. And inside of him was like black tar and white worms crawling around. Mm. And the doctor looks at us and he's like, hey, just so you guys know, this parasite thing is not a third world affair. Easily over 50% of you have parasites. And I'm not talking about hookworms and pinworms and tapeworms, things you can see in these virtual colonoscopies. I'm talking about microscopic parasites that live in the blood and the fat and the muscle tissue. And they're constantly eating your food, drinking your drinks and urinating and defecating and you and creating more acid. Mm -hmm. And now this guy's got my attention. I'm just like, what? And he said, you're going to see this as many of you are going to see these parasites coming out of you. Some of them you'll see as a white fuzzy stool as these little, these white ones in the colon will come out. Some will see long tapeworms coming out. Some of you will see them. And we did. We saw them crawling out of people's skin, like mm -hmm. out of their pores. And one lady had a parasite crawling out of her eye. Why? Because we were turning, we were changing the internal terrain. We were going from low oxygen to super high oxygen, lifestyle, diet, foods, drinks, all this stuff. And low acid. I acid to high alkaline. So we were changing the internal terrain and then the harmful organisms, they pack their bags and they leave. It's like a polar bear in Miami. A polar bear is going to be like, or penguins are like, I'm out of here. I'm going south or north. I got to get somewhere where it's cooler. So we changed the internal terrain and that's the detox or the Hertz reaction, or as they called it, doing surgery without a knife. As you're changing the internal terrain, then all of a sudden you, you change what goes on inside of you and actually how your genes express themselves. You can actually 
uh, we're in complete control of how our genes express themselves. It's pretty cool once you learn it. It's called epigenetics, but Dr. Bruce Lipton, you probably know about him. So anyway, I'm learning all this stuff. And then the third person was like 45-year-old female with breast cancer. And again, once inside of her colon, the, the videos do, it was nasty, tar black. There's some brown in there. But then the healthy person, there was waste matter in there, but the colon, the lining man was all clean and pink and blood vessels, you could see it. My point was, is that, the internal terrain was completely different from the healthy person. And that's when I got it. It was like, oh my God, it's an inside job. And it clicked. And I stood up in the middle of class because I had so much awareness. And I knew, I just knew at that time, like I knew what to do. And I went over and I signed up for the colon hydrotherapy thing, scared. But I knew I had to do it. Next day I go in, they weigh me, they do the one hour deal, clean my colon, and then they weighed me again. I dropped 10 pounds of impacted fecal material in one one hour session. Oh, and wow. the record at the Institute in 2011 was one lady. She had dropped 27 pounds in one one-hour session. Think about that. 27 pounds of impacted fecal material in her colon. Imagine how healthier she got after getting all that garbage removed, right? So we have to look at it's an inside game. We have to start learning how to take care of the gut and the organ systems, those little hair-like structures lining the intestine. Those villi are very important. We've got to get back to digestion and assimilation of nutrients. And a lot of people are doing fermentation and gut rot because of the combinations of foods, um, the overeating, the stress, and the foods just are drinking lots of liquids with the meals to dilute the digestive enzymes. And then they end up, you know, the body's got to get this food out of you. There's two ways to doing it. It's either going to digest it and absorb nutrients and get rid of the waste matter, or it's going to ferment and putrefy and rot its way out of you. And I'd just been basically rotting myself from the inside out my whole life, and I didn't know any of this stuff. So long story short, we, you know, we went through that detox symptom, woke up about five days later, dude, and I looked at my buddy, and I'm like, dude, do you feel as good as I do? And he's like, yeah. I'm like, Dude, I feel like I'm 18 again. I'm like, my mental clarity is amazing. My arms are like literally tingling with energy. And I was like, dude, you're going to heal a cancer. I know it. Like, it's going to happen. I said, I can't believe I'm going to do this, but I'm going to go home and I'm going to give up all meat except for bacon. And we're going to do this deal. And that's exactly what we did. In fact, I actually read the China study on the way home in the airplane, and then I decided to give up bacon too. So Anyway, great book. It's a very comprehensive book on nutrition. And what got me was that the, they examined the heart of like 300 young men that had died in the Korean War. And they already had 70, it was like 73.6% of them tested in their 20s already had severe onset of heart disease. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I kind of started learning that heart disease was caused from animal fat, basically animal proteins, overconsumption of it. So I'm just like, to hell with it, I'm done. So we came home, went plant-based, and in 60 days, I lost 47 pounds. Both eczema on my elbows gone, the skin issue gone on my shoulder. Eight months later, the huge patch of eczema was gone on my left knee. I could feel my ribs again. It's been that way for 11 years. I've geeked out on it. I've walked away from a financial advising practice to help people with their health, and we've built it into a company where we health coach, and we have detox and nutrition products are all doctor-formulated. My buddy healed himself of his cancer. That's the biggest part of the story, wow. naturally. Um, we actually ran the marathon in Portland in 2012 before he was technically cancer free. And that was a pretty epic moment crossing the finish line with him. And like we'd started off on this mission to help him heal cancer and we knew it. And now it's been, you know, 11 years and he went from bankruptcy and cancer diagnosis to, you know, got to see his son graduate high school, went to father son week in Oregon State University and his son got his real estate license and just sold him a home. 
So um, we're playing guitar together. So that's been my vegan journey. I mean, if you're listening to this to this right now, this is not beyond the norm. I mean, I've heard plenty of stories of people transforming. It's some on our podcast. So I, I appreciate you sharing this story. And, you know, now that we have a little bit of context to you know why you decided to start this plant-based journey, help us create that bridge. So you have this awareness and now you've committed to this lifestyle. What was that next step that brought, eventually brought you to creating your company, chemicalfreebody.com? Well, what I wanted was, I just wanted, I did, I, dude, I didn't even know. You know, I really didn't even know. I like literally fell into this whole thing. Like if it wasn't for Charles getting cancer, I shudder to think where I'd be with my health right now. Like, I don't even know if I'd be alive. Like, you know what I mean? It's like I almost died um, down in Peru because of my poor health. And my poor health, the, the big lesson from that whole thing was it doesn't affect just me. It affects everybody else around me. So what I started doing was is that I was telling everybody like crazy about this, but nobody really paid attention to me. 60 days later, I dropped 47 pounds, and then everybody was asking me, what the hell are you doing? And I'm like, I told you already. Weren't you paying? And they weren't. They were not paying attention. They thought I was crazy. And I was like, yeah, we're going to do all this stuff, and we're juicing, and Charles is going to heal himself of cancer, and I feel great. And they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But then they saw me, and dude, it was like 60 days, 47 pounds falls off of you. It's kind of remarkable. I mean, I was like, and I was like, what is going on? I mean, I couldn't even believe it. I went from XLs and larges to mediums and smalls again, like I was in high school and college. Mm -hmm. And that's from where I wear mediums today. So for me, it was just a process of, you know, living it. And then I had friends come over and then they were like, dude, will you grow sprouts for me? And then I'm like, no. And then they talked me into it. And then they'd bring another friend over, tell Eric your story. And then I tell Eric, hey, will you grow sprouts for me? And before too long, people were just randomly showing up. This story spread. And then all of a sudden I had to do classes. And before too long, we were doing you know, on average, about four to six people a night were coming to my home on Tuesdays and Wednesdays. And then I was teaching at schools, hospitals, churches, grocery stores on the weekends, teaching these detox nutrition classes, showing people how to make food, healthy plant-based foods and dips and dressings and, you know, sprouting everything. We sprout everything and, and, you know, tempeh and doing everything healthy as I, all these things that I've learned and making things yummy and delicious, like with very little ingredients and things that could be made quickly that are, you know, good. And fresh is where it's at, man, fresh food. So I did that whole process. And before too long, I had like 5,500 people come to my house over a five and a half year period teaching these classes. And I've learned a lot. And a lot of them had cancer. In fact, my garage got turned into a sprout growing operation. I was growing and delivering wheatgrass, sunflower and pea sprouts to over 40 to 50 cancer patients a week in the Portland, Vancouver area. Because they, you know, they had tried everything and then they ended up trying to go natural now at the end when, you know, there's nothing more that the, you know, mainstream could do for them. And then they would try, you know, try to save their butt and plug back into nature, which is what I think people should do in the first place, because people forget that we are nature. You know, we don't, we're not like just these aliens living here with nature or in nature. We are an expression of nature. We're no different than an ant or a pine tree. Like your body's mostly made of water. Where does that come from? nature you have bacteria in your gut and those same bacteria and a lot of them are in the soil same ones right and your body's made of minerals where do you get minerals the dirt right so there's a huge disconnect there and i think this is where people are having their problems they're disconnected from the mothership we have to re 
calibrate. We got to get back into that's why earthing and grounding is important. We teach people to go outside and go for walks, do technology fast, get rid of your cell phones and laptops and all that crap and and just go spend time with real people and get out in nature and eat the freshest foods possible. Get get into sprouting and this is a cheaper way to live actually. Like cuz once you start buying everything nuts and seeds and grains and beans in bulk, you can literally eat the most healthiest food on the planet for pennies. It's like super cheap and if you know things go bad you have such a backup on foods you're not worried about a shortage or supply chain delays which is happening right now and it's going to get worse right i would say probably the best thing for that would be a if you're concerned about shortages would be an edible like a foraging guide for your local area that little used book would probably be more valuable than even you know 500 pounds of seeds just because Once you have that knowledge, you can go out and forage. There's food all over the place, but people just don't know where it's at, but it's all over the place. Dandelions, you know, we spray Roundup on them and then give ourselves cancer. Um, Yet, you know, we could be eating them. They're a great bitter, top 10 Chinese herb that could heal us, but we spray chemicals on them and kill it, and then we kill ourselves. I mean, we just live in upside-down, bizarro world, man. It's just weird. We want to hear from you. Visit our website to ask a question, leave a comment, or tell us how much you love the show. We'll play some of your messages during the episode, as well as directly to our guests. So be sure to leave your name and city and visit SoFloVegans.com slash podcast. So I'm, I'm sure everyone that's listening right now has the question that I'm about to ask. You lost after you went through that journey you ended up losing the amount of weight you lost. What were some of the things, and I heard you talk about a few of them, what were some of the things that you did during that time period where you you know, lost, what, was it, what did you say, um, 45 pounds, 60 days? Yeah, yeah, it was like four, 42 pounds. So what ended up happening was, well, number one was like, this could lead into our core four secrets. So these are, people can go to our website. When they go to chemicalfreebody.com, they hunt around a little bit. It says, hey, want a free gift? That free gift is our core four secrets manual. I'll go through them really briefly here, but it goes into more detail. There's also recipes there. Actually, we have a really great food drink recipe for gastrointestinal issues. That's like part of our, it's awesome. I learned it there. But so the first thing is I I focus on drinking adequate amounts of water on a daily basis. And that's become a very big habit where I was kind of hit or miss definitely before that. So your body's mostly made of water. So it kind of makes sense that, you know, even at night when you're breathing at night, you breathe out a quart of water at night while you're sleeping. You can't see it, but on a cold winter day, you blow and you see the, you know, the mist come out of you, the frozen mist. You're like, oh, wow, that's happening all the time. Right. So if you talk a lot, even more going out. Right. So we're always, we need more water. So half your body weight is what we've learned is a pretty good rule of thumb in liquid ounces. So if you weigh like daily, so if you weigh 200 pounds, then you want to consume about 100 ounces of water a day. If, if you're 100 pounds, that's 50 ounces. If you are an athlete um, or you live in an arid climate, you want to bump it up a little bit. Everybody's individual. You got to figure it out. But that's a good rule of thumb. Half your body weight in liquid ounces daily. And I would say this, that you know our company is called Chemical Free Body for a reason. And here's why. About nine years ago, I was turned on to this. And when you guys are done listening to this podcast, I hope you'll go check this out. Type these three words into your browser. Umbilical cord chemical umbilical cord chemical and you'll see the studies that i saw sean that went back to 2005 showing that every single child and young mother being born they test the umbilical cord blood serum for 400 chemicals and they found 71 percent of what they were looking for 
Wow. They found 250 toxic chemicals in newborn babies and young moms, supposedly the healthiest of all of us. And 180 of those chemicals cause cancer in humans. Our children are already born today with over 180 cancer-causing chemicals in the bloodstream. And 212 of those chemicals cause developmental and brain disorders. We are actually de-evolving as a species. Right now, we are the sickest the human species has ever been on the history of the world. And so we have to really take a look at this. And the question is, why? Well, when you can't see these microscopic no toxic invaders that are destroying your immune system on a cellular level. They're too tiny, but they're there. It's kind of like a doctor today. If a doctor doesn't wash his hands before he does surgery, he's going to lose his license. Well, why, why do I got to wash my hands? They look pretty clean. No, dude, on a micro level, there's you got crap there. Like you have to wash your hands or you could get an infection when you open that body cavity and you do your you know bypass heart surgery or whatever, right? And he would lose his license and everybody knows. I mean, if you had a surgery, would you want a doctor to wash his hands or not? Of course. Of course. Even though he washes his hands, you might not be able to see the dirt and the stuff there, but it's there. It's micro. And that's the problem, man. It's the stuff we can't see, like inside the gut, remember? Mm -hmm. I couldn't tell what was going on inside my gut. The doctor at Hippocrates showed me what's going on inside of people's guts like mine. And I got to see the visual, and I was like, oh, my God, that's got to be me, right? And I, I learned that. So not only have to clean up our gut, but we have to clean up our cells. We have to get these microscopic noceum toxins out of there. So step number one, and that's my mission in life, is to bring awareness to this. We have to bring awareness. Then once people are aware... Now they actually have an opportunity. Some will dismiss it, ah, whatever. But others are going to be like, you know what? That resonates with me. That's making sense. Maybe this is why I'm not healing. And we get so many people that are like, oh, I've tried everything else. I've said, have you tried detoxing on a cellular level? No, what's that? Right? Let's start there. How about that? So let's get some water in your body. Water's the lubricant of life. Water's going to help you. That's why the water today has to be purified. So when you have this awareness... You just have to look at your body like an, and be an intelligent system. What are my inputs? What are my outputs? My output is a happy, I want to wake up and feel good and be happy. What are my inputs? Are all my inputs leading to that? Maybe I should monitor my inputs, use my sensor, and then use my controller to make changes to the inputs until I get the desired outcome, which is wake up and feel good and be happy, right? And that's what I've done. I've just, I just kept changing my inputs, the way I think, what I eat, what I drink, what I sleep on the air that I breathe, the water that I drink. And you learn about this stuff. And yeah, it's, it's, it's overwhelming in the beginning. I was actually kind of freaked out about all of it. But the best thing to do is just take a chill pill, get educated, and then start taking baby steps in that direction. And very quickly, I mean, I can take 11 years of trial and error and I can download it into somebody very quickly in like our coaching program or online. We've got, you know, a lot of free stuff in the, in the Health Hero Show podcast where people can get educated there. But so water's important, and we believe that all water today needs to be purified. And the reason why, man, is because 1,500 miles into the interior in these pristine lakes, the scientists, the biologists are finding that the male and female fish that, that are about two and two and a half inches long, they have both male and female organs today. They're turning into hermaphrodites because of the high amount of estrogen-mimicking microplastics that are in the water systems day. Because think about it, we have, we, we're making billions of plastic jars, bottles, and wrappers and stuff. There's a Great Pacific garbage patch. It's the size of Texas. It's a floating landmass of plastic out in the Pacific Ocean, de degrading every day with the UV rays from the sun hitting it. Then there's like beaches in Mexico that are half sand, half plastic sand. 
have you seen that documentary tapped t-a-p-p-e-d i have not yeah watch that documentary and you'll just like you realize how much plastic's out there and how bad it is well and then the other thing too is like if you're wearing a shirt that's not 100 percent organic fiber or even a shirt that's dyed with chemical dyes like the shirt that i have on right now is a test shirt that we're doing on our new swag store our swag store will be 100 percent organic cotton and all the dyes are naturally they're not chemicals either because if you put nylon on your body or polyester or gals, you're like rebras, these are off-gassing even after a thousand washes, 97% of these estrogen mimicking chemicals mm. directly into your bloodstream. So we're actually adorning ourselves with chemical causing, cancer causing clothing. And then when you wash those clothes, microplastics go off of them and they go out. So every time you wash your polyester clothing, you're putting microplastics out in the environment. Imagine millions and billions of people washing this stuff daily and just microplastic microplastic that's why we're at where we're at and you know these things lead to ovarian cysts and uterine cysts and you know breast cancer and prostate cancer and man boobs and i don't want to have anything to do with any of that i don't want man boobs i don't want like prostate cancer i don't want the women in my life to deal with cysts and all this stuff so we got to be smart systems. We have to stop the inputs of all these microplastics and chemicals. That's where we start learning how to set up our environment, right? We get the good water. We get good clean air. We start cracking our windows at night. We get. A, I have an air purification system over there that's pretty pretty bad to the bone, right? It's I've I've done a lot of research on those air systems to find the right ones, right? So we get our air right. We get our inputs right. We get our, our water right. We start uh, making sure we have really good quality sleep. We get high-quality fresh foods. We start moving our bodies, the movement, exercise, walking, jogging, whatever, just movement, right? Massage, sunshine, hanging out with good people, your spiritual practice, all these things. You can start working on these things and baby step your way into higher vibe, healthier body. So that's basically what we're doing over here. Wow. <laughs> Thank you for the answer. I mean, I'm sure we can dive into a lot of those different subtopics that you've mentioned but one of them that i do want to address and it's something that i'm you know working on right now in terms of sleep probably heard it in multiple places even outside of the plant-based space but sleep is extremely important could you go yeah. a little bit into why that is and then some um some ways that we can improve sleep naturally yeah well from a common sense like pragmatic view sleep is number three right so what can you live without before you die, right? So whatever's going to kill you the fastest, we consider that the most important. So let me give you an example. Without air, how long can you live? About four to seven minutes. So I think oxygen is probably number one nutrient, right? <laughs> so Because you die the fastest without it. What's number two? It's water. In about 11 days, you're dead without water. So water is pretty important. So how, again, two major inputs, 20,000 breaths a day, your air oxygen, and then water, right? Those two. Number three is sleep, because without sleep, you're dead in about 11 days too. Food's number four, because food, you can live a couple months without food, right? Mm -hmm. So sleep's up there, dude. It's number three on the list. And, you know, sleep, there's, I actually have a whole podcast on this. I recorded years ago, but, you know, it's really important that your sleep starts even, there's just so many to talk about on this stuff. Well, number one, you want to have a good quality bed, okay? Like if you're going to invest in something, you want to invest in that. If you have questions about it, reach out to us. I've, 
I think I have the best bed on the planet. It's awesome. The biggest complaint we get from these beds is I hate taking vacations now because I have to leave my mattress. That's how good it is, right? So you get a good quality mattress. Cracking your windows at night, making sure you're getting fresh air, right? Very important. Getting an air purification system. If you have carpets, and it's those are synthetic carpets, most of you are, you are breathing in formaldehyde 24-7. You're literally embalming yourself right? Wow. And these regular carbon filters are not going to filter it out. You need zeolites in the carbon matrix. So I made sure of that in the filter we have, and it's also a HEPA filter. So you want to make sure that your air is clean. You want to make sure that your temperature is right. These are also hacks. I sleep best around 62 degrees. Some people actually use weights that you can do different weights on blankets, weighted blankets sometimes work out better. I think maybe it's more comforting, makes you feel like you're back in the womb or something. You know, going to bed at certain, being having a like a circadian rhythm, like the circadian rhythms of life, having a set time where you go to bed and having a set time where you start preparing for bed, right? Maybe you turn down the lights and you get off of the blue screens. At, if your bedtime's nine, 10 o'clock, then maybe at 9 o'clock, off all computers, electronic devices, get them out of the room, and you just start winding down reading a book, Right maybe in some low level lights and start letting that melatonin kick in. Cause if you've got those blue lights going, you know, your body's going to think it's still daylight out. So it won't produce melatonin. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, exercise is one of the best things to help you with sleep. Another hack we have is you can just like rinse off in the water real quick and then go to bed just simply by letting water rinse over your body. It relaxes you and helps you sleep better. Um, we also recommend infrared saunas like big time. I'm like a sauna snob. I've been dealer for them for nine years. Actually, recently, dude, I um, last year, I found a little sauna that actually, the technology in it broke a natural law. And I was able to get it. I actually just got it into the Hippocrates Health Institute, too. So they're, they're, they're offering those for people, too. What do you mean, Brian, broke a natural law? Well, so it's called Planck's Law. Just like, you know, there's Sir Isaac Newton has gravity, right? There's, it's a natural law. So if you and I, imagine you and me just flying around the room right now with no wings. That would be considered breaking a natural law. So okay. this Taiwanese researchers, these scientists, I don't know, it was about a decade ago, through meditation, they're very spiritual people. Um, they downloaded these computer processors and they built them and they broke a natural law in the infrared technology. So I don't quote me on this, but I think the, the law is that you can't get more than maybe 40 to 60% pure infrared without the, you can't filter out the mid and the near rays. Well, they did it. So they're delivering 98% infrared. Why is that a big deal? Because infrared is the vibrational frequency of water in nature. And what are you mostly made of? Water. What are your blood cells made of mostly? Water. So when you get into this sauna, two things are happening. Number one, it's vibrating your water molecules and your blood molecules, shrinking them and increasing your core temperature double to triple what the best, biggest wooden box saunas can do. So when you can raise your core temperature, that kills all those harmful organisms, viruses, bacteria, mold, yeast, fungus, parasites, mutagens. But what happens is, is as we have sedentary lifestyles and we're having these high, high meat lifestyles and stuff like that, and we just don't move around that much, our capillaries kind of start shutting down. So picture them like caves and the caves get smaller and smaller and they get so small that eventually the blood molecules in a single file line, they just can't get through there anymore. It's too small. So they can, so the, out towards the extremities, towards your skin, you're going to start aging more because your blood can't bring those necessary nutrients and oxygen out to those areas and also take away waste matter and clean things up. So now your skin's starting to look old. Well, the same thing's happening internally in capillaries in your organ systems and everywhere else in your body, right? Mm -hmm. So 
when you get into these saunas, especially this sauna, which is like three times as powerful, you're actually able to shrink the blood molecules down and now they can get back into these little caves and they can start rejuvenating the skin and the organ systems at the deepest level with the nutrients and the oxygen and start pulling waste matter out. And that's why for me, when I got in this new little sauna, and I've been sauning 30 minutes a day, dude, for like nine years, I had acne break out of my face, my neck and my, my chest. And I was very excited about it because I knew it was detoxing at a deeper level. But then two months later, then all of a sudden, all this gray stuff started coming out of me in my white cotton towels, just mm. pouring out. It was heavy metals. So I know growing up, I grew up on a farm, lead fishing weights, loading lead shotgun shells. I drank some leaded gasoline one time. Our paint in our house was probably leaded. I was in construction work. I have probably a lot of lead and toxic chemicals in my body. I had mercury fillings, mouthful of them. All that came out, but maybe it's in there somewhere. So I have heavy metals for like five months, dude, was just pouring out of my body. So I was very excited about it. And, and for inflammation, for people that are in pain, arthritis, back pain, knee pain, joint pain, or recovering from workouts, these saunas are just absolute game changers. I have made it mandatory now for our private one-on-one -on -one coaching. Like they have to do our product line and they have to get that sauna because I know that's it's going to speed up the process of the detoxification on that micro level. It's pretty powerful stuff. And if people want information on it, I mean, we have the saunas listed on our website now, or they can just go to the, I think it's a, called thehealthysauna.com. But anyway, those are some of the hacks, man. I've got lots of them. I've been at this for 11 years and we just, we just try to do things that are common sense that, that really actually work for us and have worked for our clients and other people and our, our coaches. So we're kind of like a living laboratory over here. And I'm looking through the different list of topics that you, you can discuss. And it's like really impressive. Like all these things are topics that I'm sure our listeners would want to know more about. If we could just, just talk about one more topic before we start winding this, um, I'll do guest choice. What would that be? Yeah, because, you know, here's the deal, man. When I started learning all this stuff, I thought, I can help everybody now. <laughs> like, all you got to do is eat this and drink that and do this and do that. But what I realized when I started coaching people is, man, people got some deep emotional work to do. Mm. And, the, and the food is the dope. It's one of the dopes, you know, that pushes those emotions back down. Emotions are always trying to come up and heal. But a lot of us don't want to cry and they don't we don't understand that crying is just an emotional detox and it's so important to do. And this is why you'll have somebody at the Hippocrates Health Institute, like literally Dr. Clement would tell stories like there'd be a, like a cowboy up in Calgary, Canada, eating a steak and potatoes next to a barbed wire fence and eating drinking black coffee his whole life, like literally. Right. Mm -hmm. But he gets stage four cancer. And when Western medicine fails him. In a desperate attempt to save his butt, he'll end up at a Hippocrates-type health institute and eat plants, right, and juice and do all this stuff. And somewhere along day three, day four, he'll be maybe getting a massage, right? They've taken away the dope. They've taken away the food that he's been using to suppress those emotions. And all of a sudden, during that massage, he'll start crying uncontrollably for an hour to two hours. Can't stop. Just convulsions, crying, crying. Dude hasn't ever probably cried in his whole life because he was told that that's not what you do to be a man, mm -hmm. right? So he's bottled all that crap up and that crap that he's bottled up, all that emotional toxins, he's been carrying that stuff around him. It's a burden, right? And then afterwards, he'll wipe his eyes. He starts apologizing. I'm so embarrassed. I'm so sorry. And the, the massage therapist is like, look, that's, this is why you came. Mm -hmm. This is a big moment for you. This is, it's not about the food. It's about getting these emotions out. And you, you've just released some of it or all of it. We'll see. 
And all I can tell you is I went through that process myself twice where this uncontrollable crying thing happened. And I felt like I was flying around on a magic carpet afterwards, like 20,000 pounds of weight that I was carrying around that I didn't even know I was carrying around was just gone. It was like lighter. It was emotional detox. I've had first person experience with it, bro. And it's a big deal. So my thing that I want to share with people is that we have to put ourselves first. That's it. You have got to put your health as a priority. And the only reason that you're not healthy right now or you're on medications or whatever is you just haven't prioritized it yet. As soon as you do and you never give up, you will figure it out. Right. And my goal is to hopefully, you know, just keep working and doing my thing. And that so until you find me or somebody like me, that's not going to BS you that has like I'm a, I'm a living example of this. Right. Every day I'm like trying to get healthier trying to live longer, but in a healthy way. And then it's another thing to do it for yourself, but then it's a completely another thing to show other people how to do it mm -hmm. because everybody's different, right? And so I don't want people to, you know, don't follow me, don't mm -hmm. do that kind of thing. I want you to follow my example. That's what I want you to follow. Follow my example and take from my example what works for you and what doesn't, don't keep it, pitch it. You know, because I've tried lots of stuff. Some stuff works for me and some of it doesn't. And I keep the stuff that works. And maybe some of the stuff that doesn't work for me now will work for me in 10 years. I don't know. We always have to keep evolving and be open-minded. Please be open-minded. Put yourself first. Put yourself as a priority. And then just stick around until you figure it out. And just, you know, because our children really need this. I think how many people today are like, putting themselves last, taking care of the kids, maybe taking care of the husband or the wife or whatever, and then a wheel falls off and they go into a broken system and then they can't take care of anybody. Mm -hmm. Is that really the permission slips that you want to give for your children? Like if you really care about your kids, put yourself first because that's giving them the permission slip to do that. And years ago, if somebody was said, hey, Tim, who's more important, your kids or you? I'd be like, my kids are more important. No question. And I, was, I believed it. Mm -hmm. But if somebody asked me today who's more important, I'm like, me. I'm number one. Why? Because I want my kids to put themselves first. Mm -hmm. So I set that example. Uh, baby bear does what mama bear shows them. So be a good mama bear and take care of yourself and then give that permission slip to your children and your grandkids to do the same. Some will come along and some won't and some will maybe do it later. Not your job. Your job is to be the example. Lead by example. That's our motto over here. Change yourself. Change your world. And as soon as you start changing yourself and you take responsibility for yourself, quit worrying about the outside and all this other crap that's going on, you can choose how you respond to things. I was just talking to a client this morning and she was like, oh, I'm getting divorced and all this stuff. And I said, you can choose how you respond to this. This divorce is either going to be the worst thing and oh, woe is me in the future. And it's like blah, blah, blah. Or it's like the best thing that ever happened to me because it's creating so much contrast. It's allowing you to be able to clearly discern what you want in a man and what you don't want. He's bringing you a lot of clarity. This is a benefit for you right? You can always find the benefit in something. I call it contrast now, dude. I don't call it things good or bad, just contrast, mm. right? And that's worked out well for me. So anyway, that's the big takeaway. Put yourself first, make your health a priority, and then follow those that are actually walking the walk, not just talking about something. And if they want to follow your example, what it's, what's the best way for them to do that? Uh, probably just at the website. Probably just go to chemicalfreebody.com. And um, we have a lot of free information on the podcast. The podcast is called The Health Hero Show. The link is there or it's on all the major platforms. You can view it however you want. It's on YouTube, all those things. 
and we do have a lot of products and stuff detox and nutrition products our formulator dr scott treadway he's like he's in his 70s and his skin looks like he's 35 he's a genius like he makes stuff he already knows how it's going to work before it's even done if you guys want to try any of the products i would probably go to the products tab scroll down to where it says savings bundles and then start there that way you can get a discount get like a jump start bundle stick your toes in the water or if you want to go all the way in, I do what's called the Total Energy and Detox Bundle, and I take our turmeric product every month. Or pick something in between that resonates with you or fits your budget. And then at checkout, Sean, we made a code called SOFLOW, and you get an additional 5% off. So you guys can get a double discount, and we have a double your money back guarantee on all of our products. Because we know they work wow. for most people, but there's a 1-2% that it doesn't for whatever reason. Maybe there's a whatever, you know, everybody's different. If that's the case, get on the phone with us. We'll refund your money and we will find you a different product, even if it's at a different company. Our products are awesome. They are 100% naturally occurring. The enzymes are active. It's all plant-based. It's like, dude, we even test it with Curly and Photography to make sure the life force isn't still in there when we're done manufacturing. Okay, nobody's doing this. I've called 30 labs to find Dr. Treadway. So we have the best products, the most powerful, pure products on the planet. I stake my name on it. I take them myself. But if something doesn't work for you, just understand that we will find something different and understand that our products are just part of the toolkit. There are a lot of other things that you can do. Some of them cost a ton of money, like getting your water system set up to nothing. A lot of things are free, like chewing your food or avoiding liquids with meals or doing breath work before you eat. Those are the other three of our core four secrets. They'll get in that free manual. But these are there are powerful, profound things that we can do that move the needle a lot that don't cost anything. So we can always start there. And thank you. Thank you so much for being on the show, sharing so much knowledge. I know you, you just gave us a taste of it, although you did give, cover a lot. Um, <laughs> they can go to your website, check it out, get the free, what is it that you're getting for free? No, it's an ebook. It's called The Core Four Secrets ebook. And it's got, like I said, it's got some recipes in there stuff. And it has a gastrointestinal healing drink that is simple to make. It's very inexpensive and I've only, there's only one person I've had that can't take it. So again, everybody's different, but this one gal lowered her blood pressure a little bit, but everybody else is like doing fantastically on it. And their guts, guts are healing up nicely. It was something I learned from the, the head colon hydrotherapist at the Hippocrates Health Institute. It was like in her sixties and she'd had serious gut issues her whole life. And this was one of the hacks that she put into the, to the program. So we've added it to ours and it's really profound. Okay. Now, the last thing I like to do to close off the podcast is allow our guests to deliver a message from the heart, you know, just drop from that headspace to that heart space and speak directly to our audience. And then whenever you're complete, that will be the official end of the podcast. So um, okay. I'm going to yield the floor to you and thank you again for being on the show. Appreciate it. Well, I would I would point back to what I said before about making your health a priority and putting yourself first. But let's take it a little bit deeper because what, what happened to me was is I never really had a spiritual practice, Sean. And when I made that transition in my diet and got my body and my cells cleaned up, I had a lot more energy, but I also became more in tune to my spiritual practice. I didn't know what to do with it. This was 2011. But I was looking around. I knew something was more there. And in 2018, seven years later, I finally got some traction with it. And then it, it's been very, very good for me. And it's helped me deal with, you know, so-called tough situations. Like when my little brother was killed in a mountain biking accident, I was able to reframe that. And rather being devastated, to look at it like he came here, 
he lived his life exactly what he wanted to do and he died exactly what i mean we have to look at it that way and the contrast that created from his death is actually what propelled me to do what i'm doing today because i just didn't want to die you know being a financial advisor anymore i want if i'm going to die i want to go out doing what i love to do and what i love to do is figuring out ways to be healthy i don't i like truth i don't like people trying to pull the wool over my eyes and if i find that stuff i want to expose it and i want to help as many people as i can until i choose to take my last breath and my heart stops beating to realize that we have like the power of the universe locked inside of us and we're like nuclear bombs of energy and we can pretty much create and do whatever we want the problem is is we got to brush all these clouds out of the way all the societal conditioning and all this crap that we say to ourselves it's so limiting and realize what our true potential is. And I just want everybody to realize what their potential is. I'm just on this discovery journey still. I feel a lot more empowered now than I did, obviously, 11 years ago when I started. But I know that there's more growth for me, and I hope that helps people. Because if you don't have a spiritual practice, I just don't understand. I, I don't. I get it now. It's like I don't see how somebody could be like, like really, truly happy. So, And that's what I want for people. I want them to be happy. And spiritual practice to you could be, whatever you know whatever that is to you it doesn't have to be a certain religion or a god or everything it's just you know whatever that is to you so anyway we'll leave leave everybody with that is that as you change your diet and your lifestyle it is a pathway to um, opening up your heart and having a, a more connection with your god he she however you look at it and it's just a nice warm fuzzy place to be and i'm enjoying it and i hope that uh, more people find that You've been listening to the SoFlow Vegans Podcast. As you can see, our passion is to help people navigate the vegan lifestyle. Having on vegan experts from around the globe, Sean is the founder and, of course, the host of SoFlow Vegans, an organization created to help make South Florida a global hotspot for veganism. Thanks for listening. We'll be back soon. But in the meantime, find us on Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube at SoFlow Vegans. Find the show and more at SoFlowVegans.com slash podcast. And for questions or comments, send an email to contact at SoFlowVegans.com. Our food is grown, not born. See you next time.